What is up, everybody? Welcome back to South Florida Wellness Network presents Talking Wellness. We are here. The full gang is back. Yay. <laughs> and that means we're going to, uh, we've literally been talking since yesterday about all the different things we want to talk about for the rest of the year. And I think now more than ever, we're really excited to continue so this excited. year. Yeah. Um, but part of that new kind of mm -hmm. idea and brainstorming mm -hmm. Is that we kind of wanted to do something special for you guys. This is going to be the first episode of a monthly series that we're going to be doing called Road to Wellness. This is talking wellness. So we wanted to give you guys some tools to help you on your wellness journey. Okay. So it's going to look a little bit different every month and it's going to be titled well, uh, Road to Wellness colon whatever the theme of the episode is. So for example, today it's called Road to Wellness colon uh, the five key recovery concepts. So we're really excited to talk to you guys about this. And I hope that for those of you who are on a journey of wellness or of a journey of recovery or a journey to just achieve overall better state of being, we really hope that you use these tools for your life so that you can not only gain knowledge for your own life, but gain knowledge to help other people around you too, which is kind of the beautiful thing about what we're going to be talking about. So without further ado, uh, Caleb, who you please... Tell us, what are those key recovery concepts so that we can kind of start talking about them and giving examples? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we believe that there's multiple pathways to recovery and wellness. And, you know, we really embrace the fact that each person is an individual and gets to choose that path and kind of figure out that journey. But what we're going to talk about are some of the things that are encompassed in any pathway that you pick, because these are just concepts that actually help their tools that you can utilize and to, to grow in your wellness journey. And those five key recovery concepts are hope, personal responsibility, self-advocacy, support, and education. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. I'm going to give an overview. Um, for us, the belief of hope is that obviously like there's a starting point, right? And I think without hope, we kind of wither away. We don't think that there is an opportunity, that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, that we can do something, that we can move beyond whatever challenges that we have. And so hope is essential. I think it's like a, a key thing. A lot of the time, hope is something that's driven before we can see the fruition of it in our life. Yeah. You know, So we may be in circumstances or challenges or dealing with things in our life that we don't see um, an end to or we don't see um, like the, the brighter side of it. Um, and so hope kind of provides that, right? It, it, it shows you that, man, that there is um, the possibility even when you feel that things are impossible. Absolutely. Um, we're going to also talk about uh, personal responsibility. So personal responsibility is really taking ownership. It's saying that, you know, I may not have control of things that happen to me, but I have control of how I respond, how I take a hold of my wellness, the things that I do in my life, the things that I move towards. So we actually have the power each day to make choices that can maybe turn into um, possibilities, that can turn into opportunities, that can actually drive change. So anybody, we, I mean, we here sitting here believe that anybody, I, I believe that anybody can change their life, but it takes work, mm -hmm. you know, and so that's where personal responsibility Absolutely. comes in. Um, and then self-advocacy, that is the act of actually beginning to use your voice, right? Using your voice in your own life, beginning to understand the things that you want, um, your rights as an individual, also like what you will and will not tolerate, um, and, uh, you know, teaching people how to treat us uh, through self-advocacy. And then also self-advocacy can lead into, you know, a cause of wanting to also advocate for others. Um, and then support. Support is essential. I don't think anybody is self-made or that anybody um, can just go on it throughout life just being alone. Um, so it's really contingent upon the support we have and the people that are around us. You know, they say, like, you know, tell me, uh, tell me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. 
And so yeah. I'm a firm believer in that in terms of like where we want to go and who we surround ourselves with. Mm -hmm. And then education. Education is something that, you know, people think of in, in formalized, like going to school, um, graduating, getting a degree and things like that. But really what we're talking about with education is, is self-discovery, right? It's really learning about the self, right? Becoming more self-aware and then actually pursuing things that you want to grow in in areas which could be, you know, formal education or it could be mm -hmm. taking courses. It could be, you know, learning things on YouTube. It could be just the act of like self-reflection and looking at um, qualities and characteristics that I want to do in order to build my character. Um, and there's many tools in order to um, pursue a, a education with ourselves. Yep. So with that being said, we've just kind of given you just the context and a definition of, of the key recovery concepts. Um, I wanted to kind of bring... Um, you know, you guys into the to the mix and kind of talk about each one and maybe like what your perspective is or like how it has impacted your life. So um, I'm gonna we'll start with hope. You know, and I want to ask you guys like what how has hope um, impacted your journey of life? Can you remember a time where um, maybe hope actually like really inspired you or did something create a change? <clears throat> what where did it come from? Where did that hope come from? Yeah. Um. I mean, you can you can go ahead and start <laughs> if you'd like to. Uh, well, I was gonna it's mention that me. one of my favorite things about these concepts is that they work hand in hand. It's not like an individual thing. Um, a lot of my hope came from my support. You know, mm -hmm. um, a lot of my personal responsibility came in the form of educating myself. A lot of my self advocacy came in the form of personal responsibility. Right. Mm -hmm. So it kind of that's one of my favorite things about this because it just kind of goes hands hand in hand in every aspect of life, not just quote unquote recovery or quote unquote wellness. It can go in the fact of like the way you handle relationships in your life. You mm -hmm. know, how are you using these concepts to hold and, and, and make sure you're keeping your relationships well, you know, mm -hmm. um, for me, hope came through different areas. It came specifically through a lot of support from my family and from my friends. Hope came from my personal beliefs and my spiritual life. Mm -hmm. Hope came from my personal responsibility of holding myself accountable and moreover, loving myself mm -hmm. a little bit, right? Um, that's really the venues where hope came from in my life. You know, that that kind of like need to, to, to believe that Either everything is going to be okay or the belief that I'm capable of achieving that quote unquote okay, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so, yeah, that that's kind of where it came for me. You okay. know? That's how hope looked like in my life. What about you, Mike? Um, I don't know. I don't think I'm like that much of a hope person, to mm. be honest. Dun, dun, dun. But with you, with when I think of hope, I don't really think of hope. I think more like faith. Okay. And certain things that's that's kind of what i think of more i think like when i think of the word hope not to put like negative connotations and i think of it like as just like kind of wanting something to happen without action that's what i think of hope but that could literally not be the definition of it that could be something else um and when i think of faith i think of it more of the opposite of that i think of it like you have faith in something you're staying disciplined within whatever that is and then you have that same hope that it's going to be rewarded because of that faith or, you know, when it comes to hope, like with certain situations, like let's say I hope I get this. I I think that's like, obviously that's something that you're going to be wishful for. But I think a lot of times you have to put action into a lot of those things that you're trying to be hopeful for. Like let's say even mm -hmm. if you want a PlayStation or something silly, you're probably going to try to be nicer to your mom or your parent or something like that. Um, or like let's say you, you're hoping for a promotion. You're going to do things to like 
elevate yourself to get that job usually sometimes with that hope that you get it you know but to me that's more of like a faith you know a faith that by me doing these things by me going to school by me disciplining myself by me not going out to drink or whatever i'm gonna get this job mm -hmm. you know so i think it's maybe it's just my definition of the word mm -hmm. um but I, I i think i probably do have a close relationship with hope i just probably use the word faith yeah you know? i think they're intertwined um, for sure yeah yeah, because yeah for sure hope is like when you when you look at hope and you say like okay i'm hoping for something um sometimes so the way that i look at hope is like it may be something that you feel is impossible hope is like seeing that there's an opportunity that it's not right and it takes faith to actually walk in that which does require action right like faith is action you know because if we're trusting in something then we're moving towards that you know yeah. typically you know so i think it's definitely intertwined when you think of you know hope but um you know in in, in my life i think about hope now hope to me is very tied to faith like now in my journey of recovery because i have a faith-based journey but when i think of like hope um previously and like just moments of hope that i have Sometimes it can come in the form of like, maybe I'm in a position where I don't want to be or I want to be better or I want better for my life. And then I see like somebody else doing it or I see somebody yeah. else come and they're speaking of their experiences and we have some shared experiences of like maybe my trauma or some of the challenges I've went through, but they've overcome it. And so, so for me, it's like, man, if they can do it, I can do it. You know, and so those are like moments of hope. Yeah. There's also like moments of hope where I see like positive things in the world. Like when I see people do good to people or kindness, that makes me hopeful because I'm like, man, there's hope for humanity. Yeah. Right. So there's like moments of hope. But I think it's totally intertwined with. Yeah, with I think faith. that would be more of like a like a, a definition for me of like what I would think hope is like you're saying, like, let's see, you see on Facebook or something, you see someone do a really kind act to a random person, you know, it gives you hope for humanity, you know, not faith, because it's not based on really your actions or anything like that. It's yeah. hope because it's someone else doing it and it's giving you a positive outlook on what could be, mm -hmm. you know, so that's that's definitely where I would see where hope would fall in line does it really fall in line with my thoughts so much like that way no because i don't really see too much of that stuff i guess i don't not on pages like that but i definitely there's definitely examples of hope in my life and faith is a number one thing in my life as well so like they're tied hand in hand so like Hope is always going to be something that's going to be important in someone's life. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So think about something that um, brings you hope, you know, and what how you define hope. And, you know, maybe a time in your life where um, you, you were feeling hopeless or you didn't have hope. And, like, what was it that brought hope, whether it was a person or an act of kindness or things like that. Um, the next uh, key recovery concept I want to talk about, though, is probably one of my favorites because it really set the tone. I love them all, actually. So you'll hear me say that a lot. But they're very interchangeable um but personal responsibility was a big one for me yeah. right it was me stepping from victimhood to victor it was me taking ownership of my life and even and, and taking ownership doesn't mean that we don't maybe um grieve or process through things that are out of our control that maybe happen to us but it's how we allow that to shape us and grow us and the resiliency that we may choose from that and it's like taking for me it's like taking pain and turning it into purpose mm. right it's taking the difficulties and turning them into something beautiful it's looking at challenges as these were seeds that it enabled me to grow into the person that i am today so for me personal responsibility is is knowing that like i have the power to make a change in my life at 
any time, like at any time, if I wanted to start over today because I was having a bad day, I can take personal responsibility and say, I'm going to start over today. And that may come in the form of like, I have to do certain things to do that, right? And using like my tools, like my wellness tools in order to start my day over. So for me, if like I was having a difficult day and I was like, you know what? I have a bad attitude. Like these are all things that I can control. I have a bad attitude. I'm showing up today. I'm kind of like pessimistic. I'm like really down and out. How do I take personal responsibility in that? Well, for me, it's like I look at the tools that help me. One is like, you know, prayer. I do a lot of affirmations. I'll put on a a motivational speech or something. I'll do what I need to do, mute whether it's music, something that's going to kind of change that and switch that, you know. And then even just telling myself the act of, Kaylee, you have the choice in your attitude, you know. And so sometimes it's like taking the focus off myself and then let me go be kind to somebody else because that will switch me around really quick. So how do you guys – you know, take personal responsibility in your life? How has personal responsibility impacted your life? And why is that an important recovery key concept? Um, I mean, personal responsibility is probably number one, if I had to pick one of those. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just accountability for one's actions. I think it's the biggest thing you can have as a person. I mean, I can't think of one bigger trait someone could have instilled in them other than probably like humility, respect, mm-hmm. than accountability in oneself. Um, if you take accountability, then you're always going to be learning from your the things that you do as negatives, whether you're hurting someone, whether you're hurting, doing, yourself. hurting yeah. yourself, whether you're doing something wrong in school, whether you're doing something wrong in work, whatever it is, you're going to take self-accountability yeah. for that. You're going to change it and you're going to improve. There can be no better thing than that for a human to evolve or become better or to, for society or themselves than accountability, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. like I don't think there's really much to be said other than like, Everybody should strive to be an accountable human, um, like teammate, uh, coworker, whatever they can be in their life, and you'll be successful. Yeah, Seriously. It, it always, and I, I struggle with it yeah. massively. Mm-hmm. It always starts with that first step, right? The I'm sorry. You know, mm-hmm. after whether it be I'm sorry to myself. And how to hard is that yourself, to do? Gosh, be, yeah. be able to forgive other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm a big believer in the power of forgiveness, not for uh, the others, but for oneself. Um, that's always been something that I've believed in from a young age. Yeah. You know, forgiveness is not about, you know, letting the other person feel less bad about what they did. Or um, forgiveness is more about making sure that you let go of whatever pain they put you through. Right. No. You know? Personal responsibility leads to freedom. So, like, I'm a firm believer that with personal responsibility, self-discipline, and, like, actually, like, taking that ownership, it actually causes you to be more free even though it may seem like it's more work it actually is creating more freedom in your life interestingly enough and I found that and there's tips to do it because I think that the more that we learn and grow and these concepts become things that are at the forefront of our mind we look for ways to grow and evolve right like starting with that hey when I feel I've done someone wrong like making that amends or if I've done myself wrong one thing I started this year um, with, with my boyfriend is we're reflecting every night. So we have uh, agreed for every day, we're gonna write in a journal reflection and we ask ourselves, it's, it's four things that we write. One is, what did I do well today? The next thing that we write about is, where did I fall short today or where did I fail? The next thing we write is, what are the three things that I'm most grateful for today? And then the last is just a prayer, you know? And so it's like simple enough to where it really only takes like five minutes. And if I'm really into it, I may take 10 minutes to do it, but it's holding me accountable because then I'm looking at where I fell short Right. I'm talking about that. What I did well. 
you know? And then I'm also like leading it with like the gratitude piece, you know, which to me is like the humility aspect of it. So there's like little things that you can do. But I think when we start to take personal responsibility of our lives, Mm -hmm. we create just, I mean, like you said, like just better lives. Like we're just better people. Yeah. I mean, I don't know any people personally that are accountable for their actions and other people's actions and how they make other people feel and they're not successful in life. Like it's just, it's hard, it's hard not to succeed when, all you do is take criticisms and things that you've done wrong and continue to improve on them. Because mm-hmm. that's what we are as humans. We're not perfect people. No. You learn through, I've, I'm a firm believer you learn through experiences. Like you can go to school and do all this stuff, but they when you go get a job, you're not going to know how to do it until you start doing it. Correct. Yeah. You know? yes, so, so life's all about experiences. So like mm-hmm. you need to go through these experiences. You need to learn and you need to make mistakes in order to be accountable for them to improve. Yeah. Yeah. And evaluate those experiences. Right. Because we could experience things all day and be stuck in the same pattern because we're not evaluating our experiences. 100%. We're not saying like, hey, in this, like what where did I fall short? You know, where was my part? What was out of my control? What can I do? And like he said, valuation is the number one step in accountability. You have to, like, be willing to say, I'm sorry or acknowledge what you've actually done wrong. And specifically, I think it's important (laughs) to touch on this, being willing to forgive yourself, too. Yeah, that one was the hardest. Um, I think that's the hardest part of anybody who's on a journey to wellness who faced any type of challenge on that journey. Mm -hmm. Um, I know for a fact that I've struggled with forgiving myself. From a very young age, yeah, you know, forgiving myself for being mean to people, forgiving myself for not loving myself, forgiving myself for not um, taking care of myself, right? Making Those, some of the maybe ne- you know not so good decisions. Yeah, making bad decisions. Yeah, I had to forgive myself as a mom. There oh my god, go. I failed my kid. You know, um, and it's hard sometimes to like come yeah. to face with those things. But huge, it's it's extremely hard sometimes. It can break a person, but that's that's where those other concepts can come into play right like the reminding yourself of hope reminding yourself of your 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 support groups you know educating yourself so that you know how to do it in a way that's healthy for everybody involved including yourself you know so it's yeah personal responsibility although i'll be the first to say is one of the challenges that i face all the time um I, i i can fully admit that it's arguably one of the most important things that you can achieve in life i think yeah. everybody struggles with that and then they like i said no one's perfect and to like come to terms with that and understand that like i have to continue to improve myself every day in every aspect is hard for people it's yeah. hard for me to be like yeah. damn well, i there's shame got that comes too angry with today it. i yeah. got Absolutely. to whatever today and it's yeah. like i thought i've been working on that but why did i you take that accountability yeah. and you improve that's, yeah. that's all you can and do celebrate the wins of acknowledging and then making the correction because too often people feel shame and then they don't move forward in the amends or like looking yeah. at it like and he said you you beat yourself up about it yeah. you you get yep. so caught up with this like idea of you know you're shamed about it that you don't want to make these changes and it starts and, and look how problematic thing. it can be that's what happened to me because of the constant shame i i got stuck in a hole and i didn't want to get out of that mm-hmm. hole because i felt too ashamed to move forward oh, you know 100%. it took literally people to push me and say I like think get out i think everybody in recovery did that yeah I well mean, the I antidote to shame is is vulnerability and it's so hard how much harder is it to be vulnerable because it feels like a nakedness where you're exposed and you don't know what could happen on the other side yeah absolutely yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of people, let's just take an example of like people in recovery. Let's say when they finally make that change for their life, I'm sure they're like, 
you can continue to have that comfort of doing the drugs and doing things like that but it takes you to get to that super vulnerable uncomfortable mm-hmm. place to be like yeah you know we have to de- be depleted to understand that your the need that you have is not in these things mm-hmm. right because they're not filling that space right like you're you're filling a, a void and and pain and things like that you're numbing with drugs you're coping with with this and that and you know you're you're in these behaviors and it's a cycle because then you feel ashamed about it so what do you do yeah. because you don't have the tools you keep doing this because you're trying to run away from the, the challenges so it's it's hard it takes a lot of support it takes a lot of courage it takes a lot of hope it takes a lot of the things that we were discussing to get to a place where you're like man I'm gonna look in the mirror and I'm gonna own some of this stuff but I'm gonna walk into this this healing journey of wellness you know and that's the vulnerability it's it's like i remember the first time that i admitted like that i was using you know i was i was using drugs and i admitted like you know what i did do this crime and i did do this and i i went in and and was honest about these things and there was so much freedom and i walked into that being like okay i could say this and what they could do is one put me in prison to completely like tell me that i will not get custody back of my son but i was so at a point and i had support and i had all these things that I wanted to take personal responsibility because I was wanting to move towards change. And the outcome of that was miraculous. You know, all my charges were dismissed. I got custody back of my son. Like that was a process. It took, you know, a year of of that, of of seeing and and, and moving towards that change. But it it was me being honest and telling the truth about where I am, but where I'm going. Right. It wasn't just- without that accountability, you'd just be in the same place. Right. Doing the same things. Yeah, and I guess that that kind of moves us forward into our next step, which would be, I guess, if we're doing the H press, we we kind of have an acronym here that we use to kind of remember these H press. H press. Um, uh, <laughs> each letter is a part of the of the concepts. Uh, education. Um, I I think that education. I, I love the way you explained it. Education is not always just sitting down with the book and trying to figure it out. Education can be studying yourself. Education mm-hmm. can be studying your friend groups and your relationships, the people that you're hanging out with. Uh, education can be learning methods on how to cope. Like I, we do our wellness toolbox here, yeah. right? And that's something that we're going to be talking about in the next episode of, of Road to Wellness is what does that look like for your life? What are the tools that you can use to cope with um all the struggles that may happen in your day-to-day without depending on the things that are affecting you in a negative way, right? Um, so... I think that education, especially here, I've learned that education can come in so many different ways, but it can all lead to a positive push mm-hmm. forward. You know? you know, like I love our training so much because there, uh, even though there, there, you know, a lot of information and you got to read this and you got to we have to get people coming to teach us stuff. You're still educating yourself to move forward, not mm-hmm. only with yourself, but with the people that we work with in our community. Right. So it's it's really interesting to see education in such a different perspective when it comes to recovery or to wellness. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I love the education aspect of it. What do you guys think? I'm I'm a firm believer in education of all aspects of everything. I mean, whether I hate school. I will say that yeah. I'm not a big fan of schooling in school, yeah. general school, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, when you go to school, especially like college and stuff, you're paying an insane amount of school, mm-hmm. an insane amount of money for free knowledge. Real- realistically, it's going to be out there one way or yeah. not. And they're teaching you most of the things that you really don't even want to know um, or making you take classes for things that you really won't ever apply to things mm-hmm. in your life. Um, so that aspect of education I don't really like, but as far as learning things, I don't think there's it's, there's such an importance to learning, mm-hmm. um, whether it be YouTube, whether it be taking courses, whether it be going to school, whether it be self-education, whether it be rap meetings, whether it be whatever it is, 
just getting yourself that education um, whether it be therapy, yeah, be yeah, therapy. no, one hundred. Therapy can be hugely educational. Oh gosh, we, yeah. We don't know everything as humans, so no. like to think that you do is is insane. And like, I think you need to take the understanding of other people that are professionals, yeah. Whether they be therapists, whether there be people on YouTube that are just insanely talented yeah. at things, I think you have to take the input of other people and apply them to your life. Sometimes, you know? absolutely, yeah. I think you can learn a lot. In a Ed- short amount educate- of time nowadays, I just man. I just thought of this: educating yourself on your relationships and the things that you're doing to make sure that you're not hurting the yes. people around well, you. The biggest thing is like I want a PhD on me, right? Like, and I've always said that is like the more that I can learn about me, because that is what's going to help me to be successful yeah. and impact the world. So, why do I do the things that I do? Why do I think the way that I think? Is this helpful? Right. What is unhelpful about some of my narrative? Right. Or some of the things that I do. It's like asking yourself those questions and getting curious and then teaching, you know, like learning about what my strengths are and like some of my gifting and my ability. What are the things that I really like? Because if I know what I like and what my strengths are, that's probably where my career is going to go. You know, it's like when you start to ask yourself these questions and ponder and reflect and you learn about yourself. Then it drives where you want to like go into your education in terms of like if whether it's a formal or different experiences or, or where you want to kind of immerse yourself. But it's like asking those questions, you know, and if we want change and we want to grow in our lives and then we're not asking ourselves <coughs> these questions, we're not going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Growth is intentional. You have to be intentional with these things. And I think yeah. education begins with me. Yeah. And speaking of growth, uh, it's a great segue for the next one. This is my favorite concept because it's the one that I struggle with the most, self-advocacy. Um, so uh, I'm a, in the last, uh, not last episode, but the, the New Year's episode, we talked a little bit about the burden of a warrior, right? I'm an overthinker. I'm a warrior. I'm someone who thinks too much about the future that doesn't focus on the, past, on the present, right? Um, that often leads to me making decisions in the world that I'm like, why did why didn't I stand up for myself? Or why didn't I speak my voice when I was obviously uncomfortable? To share a little bit, uh, there's some uh, friends uh, that I have. I don't want to be too specific in case they ever watch this, but <laughs> there's, some, there's some friends that I have that um, often, whenever I see them, I don't see them often, but once in a blue moon when I do see them, um, I'm always welcomed with comments that are very offensive, you know, whether it be um, they comment on some, the way that I look or my race or my culture. Um, they start speaking in this weird like, oh, que pasa, hermano? How are you doing? It's, and it, it comes off very like racist <laughs> is what it comes off mm-hmm. as. And uh, whenever I'm in that situation, I immediately like irk, yeah. you know, and I immediately get really like uh, stiff and um the again in, in in trying to not be super specific but somebody in my life they notice this and they and when that happens like they try to calm me down mm-hmm. and like whatever but that's something that for me i i and what i regret today is that i didn't self-advocate mm-hmm. i didn't stand up and say hey um i don't mean to like you can joke you can be whatever that's fine yeah. But I really appreciate it if you wouldn't joke about this because yeah. the way you're doing it is really offending me. And I would really appreciate if we if because uh, it doesn't come out as comedy. It doesn't come out as, as joking with yeah. friends. It comes out of making fun of my race. And I'm not going to stand for that. Yeah. But I did. I do stand for it because I didn't self-advocate. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's something that I struggle with. And I know this is something that a lot of people struggle with, especially if you're in recovery, especially if you're in a journey to mm-hmm. wellness uh, with my peers. I always talk to them about it like um, sometimes 
because we're in such a vulnerable state uh, mm. uh, in our journey, it can be really hard for us to express our voice because we don't want to sound like the victim or we don't want to sound like needy or we don't want to sound offensive or we mm. don't want to sound like the odd one out, the ugly duckling. But it's so crucial to self-advocate because your feelings are valid. Mm -hmm. Your mental challenges are valid. Your experiences, the if something makes you feel bad inside those feelings are valid right and the people around you need to know that so i've i've tried my best to steer away from this idea and i'll, I'll be the first one i've been the, the the worst at this especially growing up you know and, and with all my friends i like to joke around like I, I don't care but something that i've had to do because my fiance self-advocated to me she said i don't like it when you joke about this specific subject mm -hmm. so i had to Take some personal responsibility. You see how it connects? Take some personal responsibility and say, I apologize for that. I'm not going to joke about that around you ever again. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right? So because she self-advocated and because she told me, now I can show her more love and show her more respect by respecting her opinion. Right? Right. Um, and I think, especially we talked about it in our cancel culture uh, episode, uh, we the idea it all comes down to respect, right? You right. want people to respect you. You need to advocate for that. Yeah. You need to say it vocally. Hey, what you said offended me. I would really appreciate if we just don't say it like that again. Right. You know, I think we teach people how to treat how to treat us, and and but it's a it's a mutual thing, right? Absolutely. So even if you have somebody who maybe um, saying something that's like really upset, offensive conflict sometimes is really uncomfortable uncomfortable for people but i think that when we can look at conflict in a more positive way of like this could actually lead to a greater relationship and an opportunity to educate right so if somebody's saying something that's extremely offensive even when i go to talk to them about it like i can educate them on why like hey i know you joke around with me and you may not be yeah. intentional in this but let me tell you like why this is you know why it kind of bothers me because it is bothering me but i know that we have a good relationship so i just want to tell you as your friend or whatever because a lot of the time we're so afraid of conflict but i believe conflict is so necessary and it's a positive thing obviously we don't want conflict of like yelling and screaming and cussing at each other but just saying like man there's an, a discomfort just here just like being direct yeah there's a discomfort here yeah. let me have the conversation let's move into a better relationship like you did with your fiance right because it takes two like relationships take work you know and especially the ones that you have close relationships and so i always ask myself too like i pick and choose my battles right like is this worth my energy is this person somebody that I'm really around or is this person, you know, what is their intention? Is this somebody that if I have this conversation with them, they can receive it well? Or is this somebody that like I'm not really around, I'm just going to like, you know, move past it and just kind of stay away from the person yeah. is like picking and choosing that. But self-advocacy is like so important and yeah. it's uncomfortable. It is 100%. If you're somebody who doesn't naturally speak up for themselves or you have like low self-esteem or you're insecure like that's okay that was me and so it was so hard for me to even speak about myself or stand up for myself or whatever because I didn't feel good about myself you know and that was where a lot of people came into my life and advocated for me and I had to grow as I have grown in in my self-confidence as I've worked on my self-esteem issues and things like that to get to a point where I realized that like my 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 thing like i matter you know and like the things matter, that i yeah. say matter and that the way people treat me matters you know yeah you matter but um, everybody matters it's it's funny i mean i there's there's people that 
are way overboard with their self advocacy, and then there's people that balance. I totally don't. agree with you, and and there's people that absolutely don't. And I think that's so funny. In the contrary of that, <coughs> um, and it Peter Peter um my my dad, he's like the main one I saw like growing up when I was young, like when I was fourteen, fifteen, and this was years. And he's the nicest person I've ever met in my life, ever. Like ever, like you cannot yeah, like, mess with him. He, he, you cannot mess with his peace in his life. But he will never let someone just do something like, or like, let's say he's at a store, like take a customer before him, or he will never let someone just like, I don't know what the word is for that. Um, like Sh- di- shatter his vibe, it, like disrespect or, them, or yeah, like, or like certain, doing wrong. Like when you're, he will seeing always people, speak up for yeah, himself. Yeah, you know. Oh, okay. okay he'll okay. always speak up for himself. Like. No matter how nice he is, that's one thing I learned from him. He will always speak up for himself. If something is broken, he'll take it back. If something he doesn't like, he'll say it. Mm-hmm. If he wants this extra thing he's paying for, he'll ask, he'll say it. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I learned at a young age. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, as long as you're respectful, there's no reason with advocating for yourself. Just like you're right. saying. Yeah. You know, it comes down to a level of how comfortable are you with that conflict with that person? Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with conflict as long as they're, you know, someone that's close to you or like like she said it's not like a fighting back and forth let's say you're at a store and someone doesn't take you and they drops and are they one of their friends comes up to the counter and they take them before you and it's like hey like i understand you guys are friends but i was here before him can you take me first da, 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 da. that's how things should be held, handled could you not do that and let him go yeah is the, that's not necessarily advocating for yourself and that happens all the time you You know that's something you know i don't even really care about and i'll let that happen all the time Mm -hmm. so like you said you gauge certain situations and you understand like you know this isn't really that big of a deal i'm not really that bugged about this to really talk about Mm -hmm. it or bring anything up so that's what it really comes down to is understanding what scenarios you're willing to fight for right and right and who who's there you know if it's if it's your best friend like in that scenario with you if those are truly your best friends they probably wouldn't be saying stuff like that to you and if they are and they are your best friends it's because they understand they don't understand that it's actually affecting you or hurting you in that way right and it it's so important for you at that point to advocate for yourself because you're only hurting yourself and them at that point because they're going to continue to bully they're going to maybe continue to bully others that are their friends and they could be hurting them and it's just a cycle yeah of people just being hurt and hurt people hurting people so hurt like pe- hurt uh, perfect hurt people yeah because mm-hmm. at the end of the day people that bully people and make fun of people call you ugly or whatever are people that have gotten that same treatment back you know mm-hmm. yeah. and it doesn't mean they're actually been bullied it's just you know it's especially just, as guys yeah. Yeah. especially as guys i've known all of my friends yeah. are like that like bro shut up bro like they're yeah. all my friends are like that but there's been a lot of times, especially as we've gotten older in the last two or three years, where we've been like, hey, bro, I feel like you've disrespected me a little bit more than, like, yeah. you know, you should have. You know, like, yeah. there's a difference between playing games and, like, da-da-da right. and, and talking between yeah. cursing someone out. When my, you, my, you know. One of my best friends, I love you, Sam, if you're watching this, um, we've been, uh, we've talked about an array of things. Yeah. And there's been times where we talk about difficult subjects Mm -hmm. where i got very upset because he kept bringing back the same argument Mm -hmm. every single time we saw each other about something in his life Mm -hmm. and i told him bro like either change this problem or don't talk to me about it anymore and i could tell the way i said it wasn't respectful in any way it was actually very harmful 
And I literally afterwards, I was like, look, I apologize for the way I said that. I didn't mean to offend you in any way. I'm just a little upset as well because I care about you. And we kept talking, mm-hmm. right? But it's that, again, coming back to that personal responsibility, coming back to educating yourself and your friends, talk, self-advocating for 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 yourself and, and making sure that you're understanding what they're self-advocating, that you respect that as well, right? It all comes back to, to these concepts of mm-hmm. recovery, right? And uh, and I know uh, we don't have a lot of time left, so let's just talk about the last one, support. Support is such a huge part of recovery, whether it be recovery because of substances, whether it be recovery because relationships, of relationships, finances, finances <laughs> friendships, yeah, mental work, health, just um, anything, any of that. Any aspect in yeah. life could benefit from support from friends, from family, from people that you care about, yeah. um, from people that that you go to find support like groups therapy you know uh peer specialists uh, community workers counselors whatever it is churches, fellowship churches synagogues, all of that yeah. support is key um i think anybody in recovery or anybody on a journey to wellness will tell you absolutely that they would have is would have been a lot harder if it wasn't for support if yeah. it would have been a lot harder if it wasn't for someone mm-hmm. who stepped in and said i got you man or yeah. i got you girl you know, um, I think support is, is essential to, to life in general for every person. Like there's no discrimination on that. You know, like everyone can um, benefit from support. And I think sometimes it's hard for certain people to have that support, you know, or yeah. they don't have as much support as other people. And so and it does impact people's lives, you know. But the good thing is, is that like we just talked about with hope, personal responsibility, these things are stuff that you can formulate. Like you don't have to have a big family or, or you don't have to not have family members to have support. A lot of people create family through the, you know, they make new family. If you have, like, maybe you're somebody who, like, man, I don't really have family or, you know, my family isn't the healthiest right now. You can find other ways to cultivate support with other people, Absolutely. you know. And I think that's Absolutely. so important. And one of the things that I, you know, ask people, like, when I'm, like, working with them and, and supporting them is, like, who are your main supporters, you know, and what does that look like and, like, each support can be something that you go to for something different because I have like my best friend that I go to for like everything. Yeah. And Absolutely. then I have like other people that I'll go to for certain things, or but not other things. Yeah, more things, exactly. Yeah. I have my support in my, you know, like my work family and things like that. But the one biggest thing is just knowing that like you have that. And if you don't have that, how to cultivate that, you know, and how to begin to explore through educating yourself about who you are, you'll know, you know what, maybe I shouldn't meet people. If I'm somebody who like loves fitness and I love to, you know, ride my one wheel and do things, where am I going to cultivate friendships? Probably at like parks or gyms or like whatever, where there's people doing the same thing that I do gaming or somebody who does videography. Like you want to cultivate support with like-minded people, you know? So where do you begin? Start to look at who am I? What do I like? You know, like what are the type of people that I would like in my life? What is the type of friend that I am and I'm willing to be? Those are the type of people that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I, you touched on it so beautifully. It, it, again, it kind of comes back to that self-advocacy, right? Um, making one of the beautiful things about the word family is that nobody said it had to be blood. Yeah. The word family in it of itself, nobody said it had to be blood. You can make your own family. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a blood family with you, you can make your own mm-hmm. family. That's why I've been, I, I I realized this concept when I was young and I made it a personal um, goal in my life for from that point till today that all my very close friends, they're not my quote unquote best friends they're my brothers mm-hmm. and i call i literally call them my brothers from another mother like i know that's a very funny state f- phrase that I people use, it, use sister all the time. from another mister <laughs> yeah 
Um, but I actually mean it. Like I, and they know my, my, my brothers know, like you guys are my family. Yeah. Like if you, if, if you ever need support, I got you. And if I can yeah. help you, I will, you know, because cultivating that is it's building your circle of support, mm -hmm. right? We believe here in the circle of support, making sure you analyze what are the supports, right? You start with yourself in the middle and then you keep growing that circle. Who's that, who's that next section of your mm -hmm. circle? Then who's that other section? And so, and so until you start realizing that, okay, I do have a lot of support or if that list is not very big, continue to build relationships and continue to build groups of support in your life so that circle can grow and you mm -hmm. can find support in any aspect of your life whenever you need it. You know, so I'm, I'm a big advocate for like making your own fam families, whatever you call it. All right. Well, I think we can get uh, wrapping up. Um, so, yeah. you know, we really want to leave you guys just with like the thought process of those five key recovery concepts. Um, H -press. H Press, hope, personal responsibility, education, self-advocacy and support. H -press. And we look forward to our monthly series of um, Road to Wellness. So we will uh, kind of resume with this theme. And um, yeah, we love you guys. Thank yeah. you so much for continuing with us in 2024. It's going to be a great and grand year and we're yes, all will. going to get well together absolutely <laughs> please like subscribe hit the bell and if you're listening to us please give it that five star rating we really appreciate it we love you bye bye check we are in like flynn like flynn i don't oh. know where that analogy came from yeah poor flynn he's still in somewhere but he's <laughs> he's he's been lost for years anyways <laughs> uh, three, two.